like bright blue popsicle. I just, yeah. I, I love images like that that are in this. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. And it's just such a, a great contrast to like the brutal violence that they dish out in, in very short moments in this movie. Yeah, Katano definitely flexing his sort of dramatic and comedic chops a lot more. Oh yeah, um, with this one, more. and and but 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 also you know again not sacrificing the fact that you know th- these are violent people and that that right. is and that's actually part of the joke. Yeah, exactly. is that these men <laughs> you know are being forced to take a trip to go to this you know they're going to Okinawa. I think I said it says that they're going. Um, but the boss who's sending them there, you know, they don't get like these, these, you know, great cars and great suits and they get to pull up and mediate. No, no, no. They get to fucking, they have to rent a bus the same way that like a summer camp would rent a bus to like take students out and they have to like, you know, so like that, Uh, that just idea of Yakuza members, like all riding a rented bus, like they're going to summer camp. is just like a hilarious, you know, image and idea. And, and then when they actually get there, you know, again, the office is like completely run down and they are there to negotiate peace. But the only thing that they've been given is a giant bag full of guns <laughs> <laughs> because because it's revealed sort of later on in the film that basically the boss is setting up this entire scenario where he sees that there's kind of like a war about to happen and it's over something very stupid. And instead of actually trying to mediate it, he wants it to turn into war so that he can kill these turfs and also get rid of, um, Mirakawa Takeshi's character, uh, all at once because he's very greedy and jealous of, you know, the power that they are accruing as part of their own turf. But at, at this point in the film, we don't totally know that we get small hints of it. Yeah like when he first talks to the one boss and they were just like, yeah, we're here to help you. And you know, uh, the boss said like you were super desperate and, uh, shit like that. And he was like, uh, the no, like, (laughs) you know, he, you're, he already sent us men and they kind of fucked up and they, you know, they got us, you know, both sides actually want peace, but the boss's men keeps, you know, sort of starting fights and shit like that. And they're going, Oh, well that's not a good sign they're greeting (laughs) their hello greeting. When they get into the office is a bullet being shot into their shitty office window. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so the boss is essentially setting him up for failure and not giving a shit about any of the conditions and actually wanting to spark, um, a war. And there's like great, little sequences where again, these characters are very bored doing this job that, you know, they don't actually, the boss doesn't even actually want them to do. So it's just them like sitting around in bars and offices and cars. There's a great shot of one dude, like hanging out of a car with the door open, just like laying down. There's a great part where they go to a bar and they watch like a little theater dance show with little dancing and music and everything Still like with, that. Still with like no emotion on their faces. Like none of this entertainment really does anything for them. There's even a part I think yeah. where they cut back and like two, people are fighting off camera and they're just kind of looking at them like, yeah. all right, yep, <laughs> just another day. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I I, I love uh, how the small details are all there that the boss is betraying them. Yeah. The guy who offers them popsicles on the bus is the guy, He we just watch him like, in a minute long scene, just like plant a bomb in the HQ <laughs> and we're yeah. just like, we're just like, what? Like what's, and then it goes to like a POV of the car. And then there's the exterior of the headquarters that they gave them as the bomb goes off. And the two and all the people who were in there, literally the conversations that are having before they're exploding is like, Hey, can I like bum a cigarette? 
Yeah, yeah. I think one <laughs> like of it's, the, just, it, it's just casual. It's so funny. One of the uh, lines they have is something like um, the the one guy keeps bragging about like all the yakuza friends that he has and how just like badass they are, and the other yakuza guy, uh, I think goes back to him and says something like, uh, do you have any decent friends? <laughs> Which I thought was just kind of funny. Like the, the other Yakuza guy questioning him on just why he would be bragging about the lifestyle that they're living all the time. I thought that that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that bomb goes off and it was meant to kill all of them, but it only killed like two or three of them. So they try to get the rest of them at like this bar scene. And I love how it's like, you know, casually shot just like all the other scenes of them at restaurants and driving around where they're basically, you know, very casually, this is, this is just a restaurant. It's a nice, it's a nice night out, you know, that kind of deal. And then he, he sees a group of kids come in and he kind of eyes them and he, he gets kind of suspicious because, you know, he's just, you know, he, he, he feels that something is off. Like they got bombed. Someone is trying to kill them. You know, they, 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 he, he can sense that the whole mission is fake Yeah, and he was already suspicious of it before it even started. And, but now he basically knows that it's, you know, designed to spark chaos and bloodshed. Now basically him and his men have been offered up as ritual sacrifices to make that happen. And then, but I love that he's very suspicious of these kids walking in. And then he sees them sit down and, you know, they actually don't do anything and he kind of rests for a second. And then the second he does, there's a second group of kids <laughs> sitting in the back in a different area and they open fire on them and hit the waiter and blood squibs are going off and him and his men start exchanging fire and like these sort of like abstract cutted sort of gunfights where you honestly I'm, can't even make sense of exactly what's happening. You just yeah. see the carnage of it. I also love how um, stationary his men are. Like they just kind of, yes. they just stand up and none of them even try to like go over the bar and get cover or anything like that they just stand yeah. in their place it's not like a john shooting. woo movie they yeah. just <laughs> they just stand and shoot and just hope that they're going to take out the, the, uh, the rival gang and i i i think that just says something about like how used to this they are it's just another like yeah. stoic thing they that, that they do every day yeah, they literally just stand there and like the finale of Violent Cop, they just take the hits yeah. while also shooting back yeah. um, and they they end up killing them all. And uh, I love the average uh, kids uh, that walked in at first and they're all just like, what the fuck just happened? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and I love, too, that his suspicion was confirmed, though, that he actually the boss did send a bunch of kids. It was just he was looking at the, the wrong, wrong kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's such a, a, a really cool touch. Yeah. Um, but then they realize that they're in trouble, that they are basically being massacred. So they get out of town. There's these great POV shots. almost.